You're listening to the Reinvention Project with Jim Rome podcast. Welcome to episode 50 of the Reinvention Project with Jim Rome. How we all living? What's cracking? I'll tell you what, I feel like episode 50 represents a small milestone of sorts. And I say that as somebody who has been in the radio slash TV slash content business for more than three decades. But I'm having an absolute blast hosting this podcast and learning new skills, tactics, and strategies to ensure that the next 25 years of my life are in fact my best 25 personally, professionally, mentally, and physically. That's my mission. That is my obsession, and this podcast is a big part of that. So as always, thank you very much for mixing it into your listening rotation, and hopefully you're not just listening, but you're actually acting on what you're learning here. And apologies for being AWOL for the last couple of weeks. I take the bulk of my vacation in the summertime, and I did just spend the last two weeks in northern Wisconsin, Eagle River to be exact. And while I did not create an episode while I was there, I did try to use that time to reinvent and transform. My top priority is to be fully present and spend quality time with my family during those vacations, since that can be challenging when we're at home and caught up in our day-to-day grinds. But additionally... When I'm able to step away from that grind myself, I like to turn within. I like to spend time with myself. And I like to ask myself the hard questions. For instance, are you absolutely clear on your mission? Are you absolutely obsessed with that mission? Are you living every single day and every single hour with purpose, intention, and a sense of urgency? Or are you lying to yourself and wasting hours or even days and valuable opportunities? I use that time to do a self-audit. Here's what I came up with. Of course I can do better. Of course I can work harder. Of course I can do more. Of course I can be more. Of course I can be more disciplined. And incredibly enough, coming up short in all those areas creates anxiety and uneasiness, even on vacation. So do those things that move you closer to achieving your mission and empower you, and don't do those things that make you feel like garbage and keep you from hitting your targets. As always, very simple, but not easy. In other words, in any given moment, you know what the right thing is to do, so do it. You also know what the wrong thing is, so don't do that. I came away from those two weeks in Wisconsin believing that it was time to hit reset on my reset. Time to double down on my mission, my mission of reinvention and transformation. Time to stop making excuses and bullshitting myself. Yes, I'm doing what I've always done, but doing what you've always done is not going to get you where you need to go. That's the whole point. And this time around, a chip on the shoulder is not going to be enough. It's got to be a boulder. It is time to go to work. Let's bleep and go. Now, with that in mind, I want to share with you a bit of content that I created recently for a very good friend of mine, Ben Newman. You probably know Ben. He's a killer performance coach, international speaker, and a best-selling author. And he asked me if I want to participate in a mental toughness forum that he was putting together, which included a few dozen high performers sharing their thoughts on that topic mental toughness. Of course, I jumped at the opportunity for a couple of reasons. Number one, to be associated with my guy, Ben, and a great event like that. And number two, because I believe deeply in this notion of mental toughness and that it has never been more critical than it is right now. Mental toughness to me is not just a way to create separation. It's absolutely necessary to our mental and physical well-being and for navigating our way through a world that is more complex and more demanding than it's ever been before. 
I have been studying and trying to improve my own mental toughness for years. So in the event that you missed Ben's forum, I want to make sure you heard my thoughts on this topic. So here they are. And once again, I really do appreciate you giving this a spin. Hey, what's cracking? I'm Jim Rome, and I'm absolutely hyped for the opportunity to speak to you all. And thank you so much for making it a point to be here in terms of who I am and what I do. I've hosted a daily syndicated radio program since the mid-1990s. The Jim Rome Show is now heard on CBS Sports Radio Network, Sirius XM, and it's simulcast on television on CBS Sports Network. I also host a variety of podcasts, including The Reinvention Project with Jim Rome, where we talk about things like... Well, this. And I've worked with most of the major sports networks, including ESPN and Fox, as well as Showtime. And I was inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame in 2019. So I was absolutely thrilled when Ben asked me if I wanted to be a part of this. And in fact, it's actually pretty ironic as well. I was thrilled because I always felt that mental toughness is absolutely fundamental for any individual looking to self-actualize and reach their potential. And it's ironic because I'm not even sure that Ben knows this, but... It was this notion of mental toughness that connected the two of us in the first place. I just happened to be doing some personal research on, well, wait for it, mental toughness a few years back. And, of course, that research led me right to one of the world's foremost authorities on that topic, my guy, Ben Newman. So, yes, I am pumped to be here. So... First things first, let me first take a shot at defining mental toughness. Let me discuss why it's so critical for all of us and specifically what it's done for me. Mental toughness to me is grit, it's resilience, and it's the ability to not only persevere but perform at your highest levels when adversity punches you in the face because it will. We know this. Mental toughness is the ability to stay in the fight when everybody else wants to shut it down. Mental toughness is doing what you know you have to do, whether you want to do it or not, and then doing it over and over and over again, day after day, week after week, month after month, and year after year. And not just doing it, but doing it in a certain way, bringing a certain energy and attitude to whatever it is you're doing, regardless of the conditions. You see, mental toughness is a standard, and the standard is the standard, and the standard is always above feelings. That, to me, is mental toughness, performing at your best when you feel your absolute worst. And yes, I know that sounds and feels like that's a near impossible ask. It is. This is why so few people truly are mentally tough. And yes, I did say year after year after year, because to me, mental toughness is not a trait. It's not a tactic. It's, it's not a strategy or one of the many tools you have in your mental toolbox. No, mental toughness is much bigger than all of that. Mental toughness is a way of life. It's all-encompassing, and it can and it needs to be applied to virtually every single aspect of your life. So to me, mental toughness is not a part-time thing. It's not something you apply to certain things. It is a full-time thing that applies to everything. In other words, either you are or you aren't. Mentally tough, I mean. Like, there are times in my life where I've been really mentally tough. And then there are times in my life where I've been really mentally weak. 
There are people that we all know who seem to thrive regardless of how chaotic a situation gets. Like, these people never blink. They never back up. But we also know folks who crumble at the first sign of pressure. That's the difference between having mental toughness and not. As an example, I've seen some of the physically toughest people that I've ever encountered have next to no mental toughness. And then I've seen some people that most would consider physically weak who are absolute gladiators between the ears. So let me share with you why I think mental toughness may be the single biggest reason that I sit before you today. As an example, when I entered college way back in the day, as far as I could tell, I had just two advantages. Number one, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a sports broadcaster at a high level. Now, just knowing something like that, even before I stepped on campus, was an advantage to me. Do you own or run a small business? It's been tough the past couple of years. You may qualify, though, for a tax refund of up to $26,000 per employee. Jim Rome here for Omega Accounting Solutions. It's not a loan like the PPP was, but an actual refund of your payroll taxes. Omega Accounting Solutions is helping small business owners like you in applying for and getting this tax refund for your business. The tax credit is part of a federal government plan called the Employee Retention Credit Program, or ERC. And in the last six months alone, Omega has recovered over $300 million in cash ERC refunds for businesses. Remember, this is not a loan, but a refund of your payroll taxes. Omega Accounting Solutions helps businesses nationwide. So if you have more than five, but less than 500 employees, they're likely able to help you as well. A better business bureau partner and a champion for small business, Omega has 15 years of accounting experience. Find out if you qualify today. Call toll-free 800 704 2000. That's 800 704 2000 or go online to omega That's omega Number two, I was pretty good at looking at myself objectively and determining what I had to bring to this party. And what I realized pretty early on was I had almost nothing to bring to this party. So one of the only advantages I had was I knew that I didn't really have any advantage. That was a small advantage onto itself because I figured out early on I had to really think the game. I was able to sit down and have some pretty brutal evaluations with myself. Like I would ask myself, why you? What makes you so different? What makes you so unique? How are you better or even different than anybody else. And the fact is, I wasn't. Fact is, I'm not. My athletic career ended in high school. Playing tennis, no less. Not only that, I didn't feel like I had a great look. I didn't feel like I had a great voice. I certainly did not have superior intellect by any stretch. I didn't know anybody in the business. And I really was not exceptional in any area at all. Like, there wasn't that one thing or skill that I could point to and say, you know what, that's my deal. That's my calling card. That's the thing that I am better at than most. There was none of that. In fact, when I was at my own campus radio station, everywhere I looked, I saw people that I knew were more talented. I knew they were smarter. I knew they were more creative than I was. And that was just my own station. Like, what about every other college radio station in America? What about all those other people nationally that I was going to have to compete with? I was not superior in any single area. 
literally, except for one. And it started to show up as the weeks ensued and the school year ended. And then the next year, the one area where I was able to create some separation was grit and grind. And yes, most importantly, mental toughness. Most of them had more talent and they had better raw ability than I did. But I knew for a fact that none of them wanted it like I did. None of them were obsessed with it like I was. None of them were willing to work that internship where I got up at 4.20 a.m. and I worked for free as a college student. I realized that was my edge. That was my separation. And it was right then and there that I realized if I was going to compete and win in a business like this where, frankly, I'm not gifted, I would need to spend nearly as much time working on my mind as I would the craft itself. Let me repeat that. I would need to spend nearly as much time working on my mind as my craft. So I went to battle, not with them, but with me. I pushed myself to work harder. I pushed myself to be, yes, mentally tougher. So what I did was I developed this mentality. It was actually more of a chip on my shoulder. Actually, it was more of a boulder on my shoulder. And that was this. You might be smarter. You might be more talented. You might be taller. You might be better looking. You might be better sounding. You might be better at everything than me. And probably are. But you will not outwork me. You will not out-tough me. Thicker skin, tougher mind. Thicker skin, tougher mind. Man, let's do this. Let's go. And by the way, it was working. Seven internships while in college. And I developed this rep on campus and around town as, well, I mean, sort of a kook. But I was a maniac. And I was fiercely motivated and really hungry. And yes, I was tough mentally. I was going places, yo. Or I was until, as Mike Tyson famously said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah, well, I got my face caved in. Not literally, but this may have been even worse than getting knocked cold. In the midst of that seventh internship, I'd work my tail off for, for free, for nine months. When a paying position finally opened up at this radio station, my boss promised the job to me. He said it was a mere formality. You cut the demo tape for the owner and you slide right in. Finally, man, I am hyped. I am ecstatic. A paid gig. I am living the dream. Until the owner hears the tape. He hates it. He gives the gig to the one person who I actually know that I am smarter than, that I'm more talented than. Some disc jockey who probably didn't even want the gig. The rich guy, the owner, stabbed me right in the heart. However, I was a mental assassin. Remember, I had prepared for this very moment for years. So I did what any mentally tough person would do when they get kicked in the teeth. I quit. I quit. Not just the station, but the industry, the business. I quit my dream. I quit my obsession. I quit. I quit. I quit thinking that I had my parents' family business to fall back on, which began a personal and professional nightmare that would continue for the next few years. First, my father would not let me work in the family business. 
And then when I finally wore him down and convinced him that that's exactly what I wanted, he hired and then he fired me because I was horrible at the gig. He fired me because I could not sell a lick. So against his advice, what do I do? I take another sales job. Right. Right before they can fire me from the second gig, some woman that I cold called convinced me to come to work for her. Only to have her fire me as well, not long thereafter. Three times now I've been fired. I've hit rock bottom. Two years earlier, there were no bad days. Just dreams and a life of purpose and intention and discipline. Now I've got nothing. No career. My confidence is shot. And so is that mental toughness that I used to wear like a badge of honor. But, but... Before that last sales manager fired me, she said something that would change my entire life. She said, all you ever do is talk about radio. You're not good at sales. You're not good at this job. You're just not. You need to go back and work in radio. So with that, out of desperation because I got nowhere else to turn, I call a guy that I work for as an intern in Santa Barbara, a broadcast legend by the name of John Palminteri. Like, I'm literally... On the verge of tears, I'm on a payphone, no iPhones back then. I say, John, Jim Rome, how are you? And he responds like he's talking to a long-lost friend because he loved to mentor young people. He's like, Rome, how you doing, my guy? I'm like, John, I'm horrible. My life is jacked up. I am a failure. Do you have any work? Any work? He said, funny you should ask. I have a college kid who's our traffic reporter. He makes $5 an hour, 30 hours a week, no benefits. It's a one-month gig. He's on vacation. He comes back, and then it's his job again. Do you want the gig? It's a one-month gig. I said, hell yes, I want that gig. I tell my old man. He says, what are you doing? How are you going to live on that? I said, I don't know. I'll figure it out when I get there because I know this much. I am dying here. That was the first real reinvention of my entire life. And when I got that second chance, small as it was, I knew right then and there I had to reinvent. I had to rebuild. I had to rewire my mind for the challenge that lay ahead. This time, I really would burn the boats. This time, I would take quitting off the table. This time, if I was going out, I was going out on that sword a mental toughness. So the gratitude of a second chance kicks in. The chip on my shoulder returns. So did my swagger. As the college kid was told, he couldn't have his job back when the break ended. I had ripped it. I had secured it. And then something else happened. All those people who I knew were better than me, more talented than me, but not as committed, nor as gritty as I was, were falling by the wayside. It was a war of attrition. What I started to see was a number of our friends who went into other businesses and were having success, making money, making progress, while those of us in the media come to find out we're not going right to New York. We're not going right to L.A. Many of our peers started thinking, my peers, hey, man, this is just a dream. It's a pipe dream, and we're feeling pressure. Our friends are making it. They're making money. And then I saw what happened. These same people that were so much better than me 
abandon the dream. They gave in. They settled for jobs and lives that they did not love, but were more comfortable and more realistic. Now, I'm not judging. I did the same thing. But having that perspective when I came back, I did this. I negotiated the ultimate deal with myself. I said I would never, ever quit ever again. I had seen the other side. This time, I stay in the fight as long as it takes. I work my head and my brand, and I continue to develop that mental toughness knowing that the mind is your most important muscle. I can't lose if I don't quit. My old buddy, Richard Makowitz, a Navy SEAL, would tell me later on when we used to train in the martial arts, not dead, can't quit. Not dead, can't quit. So I kept grinding, and I kept taking massive action, and I kept pitching myself to my dream radio station, 690 AM in San Diego. I never, ever gave in. People all around me started to give up. Love it every single time. I love that sound. Always pumps me up. That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is the best. It gives entrepreneurs the resources that were once reserved for big business. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Listen, scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. I know this. I've done this myself with this show and my podcast and my side hustles. Shopify helps with all of that. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash Rome, all lowercase, and get a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Once again, go to shopify.com slash R-O-M-E right now, shopify.com slash Rome. I didn't care how many times I got punched in the face. I didn't care how many times they told me no. As long as I was still in the game, I had a shot. Not dead, can't quit. Not dead, can't quit. And then finally, after nearly three years of calling and sending letters to this station, I finally get the tryout for my dream job. And then ultimately, a call from the news director at 6.90 a.m. in December of 1990. This guy says, Jim, Hal Brown, son, welcome to the big leagues. One of the greatest moments of my entire life. I will never forget it. And mental toughness did that as much as anything I submitted on a demo tape or the work I had done in that local market. Yes, they liked what they heard. But I'm telling you, it was the mental toughness and tenacity of staying in the fight and seeing it through that got me that dream gig and put me on the big stage finally. And it's mental toughness that has kept me in this game. By the way, a nasty game at times for more than three decades. Many of you may remember an incident in the mid-1990s when a quarterback came flying over the table during an interview with yours truly on live TV. 
Not a good night for me. Not a good night for me. In fact, one of the worst nights for me. I was wrong. It got away from me. I have always owned that. But I was public enemy number one. I was a national punching bag for a few weeks. And understandably so. I mean, I did deserve that. Again, a crisis, though. The world is coming for me, and I can count on one hand the number of people who have my back. My career literally was hanging in the balance. But I was not going to quit, and they were not going to run me off. If you're going to fire me, then do it and make it a nice, clean kill. Otherwise, I will not let one bad night define me or my brand or my career. And this time, that mental toughness is going to kick in, and I'm going to work my way back. There was this editorial in the L.A. Times It was titled, Is This the End of the Roman Empire? It was a column written about whether or not my career was over as a result of that bad night. I put that newspaper column on my mirror where I could see it every single morning when I woke up and I shaved. And I left it there as a reminder. Always forward, never back, mental toughness wins. Always. And I kept hammering. And I kept hammering away. And here we are. Nearly 30 years later, and I'm still hammering away. Before I leave you, a couple of thoughts, a couple of more thoughts here. The best thing to me about mental toughness, and I represent this personally, what I'm about to say to you, I represent as much as anybody I know. Because again, I am just your average person. I really am not unique in any regard. The thing that I love about mental toughness, and keep in mind, I'm no scientist. This is just my opinion. But I do not believe you are born with mental toughness. I do not believe you inherit the mental toughness gene or you win the genetic mental toughness lottery or that it's a part of your DNA. I just don't think that's the way it works. You have to develop it. You have to learn it. You have to cultivate it. You have to build it like a muscle. So how do you do that? The same way you develop any other muscle by exercising it, by doing the work, by choosing hard. Everything good is on the other side of hard. Do things that make you uncomfortable. Do them every single day. Do things you don't want to do that you know you need to do and do them every day and then never, ever quit. Never, ever fail to finish that task. Finish everything you start. Like, it's really customary now to hear people say, hey, you know what you should do? Take cold showers. Take cold showers. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's in vogue now. But my guy, Richard Mackowitz, the Navy SEAL, told me that nearly three decades ago. Take a cold shower. I said, dude, that sounds horrible. Why would I do that? He said, because it cuts a toughness groove in your brain. Choose hard. Choose uncomfortable. Everything good is on the other side of hard and uncomfortable. And then finally, reverse engineer your life. And then execute and take massive action backed by mental toughness. Decide who and what you want to be. Create a system for achieving that. 
The system should consist of a multitude of standards. Personally, I have standards for everything. A standard for when I wake up. A standard for when I work. A standard for how I work. A standard for when I exercise. How long I exercise. What I eat. What I don't eat. What I drink. What I don't drink. How I rest. How I recover. How I strategize for my brand and my family. I have standards for everything. Create the standards and remember standards over feelings. Always do what needs to be done, whether you want to do it or not. Then what happens is you create mental toughness, and then it becomes a mental toughness loop. Follow this. Doing things you don't want to do will make you mentally tougher. And when you don't want to do these things, mental toughness will not allow you to quit. See, there is your loop. And if you do it long enough and you repeat the process over and over again, That is who you become as a person. That's how you see yourself. And then everybody else sees you the same way as a mentally tough individual, an individual who does not blink, an individual who does not back up, the person you can count on when it all hits the fan. And it works for your business and your family and your friend group and everything else. We all know who that person is. We all know who we can count on. Be that person. Be that person for you, and more importantly, be that person for everybody who's counting on you. Mental toughness not only matters, it has helped me as much as anything else in my professional and personal life because it is not a trait, it is not a tactic, it is a way of life, and it will change your life if you decide and then you commit to that life. So thank you so much for taking the time. I know I ran a little bit long here, but I felt very strongly about the topic. Thank you so much for taking this time to watch this. And just know that I appreciate you all very, very much. And I hope to see you all again very soon. Again, my thanks to my good friend Ben Newman for including me in his Mental Toughness Forum. And be sure you check out Ben across all his social platforms as he is making an enormous difference in helping folks from all walks of life to bust out of their current situations and push and stretch and level up. And while I will continue to find as many fascinating individuals to chop it up and converse with on this pod, I will make a more determined effort to do more solo pods so I can share with you what I've learned and the techniques, strategies, and mindset necessary to reinvent and transform as we move forward and evolve. Because you're either getting better or you're getting worse. You're getting stronger or you're withering away. Nobody stays the same. I know this, which is why I had to smash the reset button on my own personal reset, and I think you should do the same thing. As always, thank you very much for listening. Be sure that you are subscribed. Please review the podcast, and if you feel like somebody might be interested in this or benefit from it, please do share it. And I will see you all next time right here on The Reinvention Project with Jim Rome. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.